Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 32. Today, we are super excited to talk to Ken Bevel, a pastor, Marine veteran, and a wonderful husband and father. You probably know him as one of the lead actors in Fireproof, Courageous, and Courageous Legacy. Ken has a great story on how he got the role of Lieutenant Michael Simmons in Fireproof and his role as Nathan Hayes in Courageous. Besides sharing his cool movie experiences, Ken will talk about a subject that is near and dear to his heart, a crisis that everyone in America is talking about, the father absence crisis. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, about one in four children live without a father figure in the home. Being a mom of three kids, I can imagine how profoundly the absence of a father affects children. Maybe there are kids in your circle of influence in this exact situation. As we talk to Ken today, you'll get some tips on how to uplift and encourage the kids in your life and share Jesus with them. You can find the resources Ken talks about in our show notes at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. Also, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. So connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Bible to School. We'd love to hear from you. Now, get ready, lean in, and enjoy our conversation with Ken Bevel. Well, Ken, welcome to You Can Tell the Children podcast. We're so excited to have you today. You're in Georgia, so it's warmer there than Pennsylvania. That's right. Thank you so much for having me. We're at a cold 48 degrees and sunny down here. And so for us, that is very, very sunny. That's very, very cold. So. You can't even get snow there. That's not fair. That's right. Every now and then we'll get a little flurry just here and there, but not enough that looks like Lancaster there where you are. That's right. That's right. Well, our listeners might know you as their favorite character in the Kendricks Brothers movies, Fireproof and Courageous, and the just-released Courageous Legacy this past year. That's right. My son told me that you are his favorite character in those movies, by the way. I think it's because you're the one who's always given the gospel to people, and you're like given the godly wisdom. Uh, so before we even dive into your, your real life, can yeah. you tell our listeners about, yeah, tell us about these movie roles. How'd you get them? Yeah. And yeah, what was your experience in, in being in the Kendricks Brothers movies? Well, Corey, I've been blessed. And, and like I tell everyone, you know, I'm just glad they made me the good guy because the bad guys, even off set, <laughs> get a bad rap. And so the Lord, the Lord has really set that up and it has been fantastic to work in the films with the Kendrick brothers. They are phenomenal men that not only do what they say on screen, but then off screen as well. And so I love those guys. And just to be a part of what God is doing through them uh, has been phenomenal. And uh, I will tell you, like I've told everyone else, I am not an actor, uh, but <laughs> being a tree in a preschool play, that was the extent <laughs> of my acting before Fireproof. And I'm sure you're an amazing tree. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and I don't even know if I did that well. So. But my wife and I, we were in the Marine Corps and I uh, had been in for about 16 years. And we started praying and saying, Lord, where do we need to go? 
During our prayer time, uh, when I was at the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey, California, someone came in and said, hey, this church in Georgia is making a movie. We need to pray for them. And I remember saying, a church making a movie? (laughs) And so when we moved and uh, the Lord led us here to Albany, we moved to Albany and people were saying, hey, you know, watch these movies. Our church makes movies. And we just could not believe it. We went home and just like everyone else, Corey, we were like, oh, a Christian movie. Bad acting and bad quality. We've got to fight through this. But looking at the movies, we saw God's hand moving. It was just phenomenal to see, at that time, Flywheel and also Facing the Giants and see how God used both of those movies. And it was just phenomenal. And so we became a part of Sherwood. Oh, yeah. Those are phenomenal movies. I still watch some of those clips to get motivated, especially in Facing the Giants. But wow. So like what what did you enjoy the most? I mean, or what, or what challenged you the most in those movies? If you weren't an actor, this must have been a new God stretching you, huh? <laughs> That's right. Let me let me tell you the rest of that. I'm going to stretch it out and tell you the rest of that story. Sure. Uh, we were at Sherwood and uh, we were sitting in the back while they were talking about the movies. And I was like, wow. They were talking about the new script. They said, we're going to do this movie. It's called Fireproof. We're going to have guys running out of burning buildings. We're going to have, they're going to be Ooh. jumping over stuff. And I was like, man, that, I would love to do something like that. <laughs> but I didn't even know what I was asking for. And my wife was like, be quiet. They're trying to give a synopsis to the movie. And so after they finished with the synopsis, Stephen Kendrick walked up to my wife and he says, hey, do you think your husband would mind trying out for one of the parts in the movie? And oh. so- I tried out for the part and uh, I did horrible in the tryout. I did horrible, absolutely horrible. They called me back and they said, Ken, we know how you did in the in the tryouts. We know you don't have any acting abil- abilities. And I was like, well, thank you so much. But, but we believe that you're the person that God has chosen for this movie. And so uh-huh. that's how I got the role in Fireproof. No, no experience, no acting, no nothing. They just said, we believe that you're the person that God has chosen. And so you can tell those men and women had a prayer life. And so the Lord used it. And uh, I just gave him what I had, Corey, and uh, Mm. the Lord used it for his glory. Oh, wow, Ken. Well, you have blessed our audience so much with that, with these movies. And if you haven't seen any of these movies, we we really encourage you to, to do so. They're good, godly inspirational movies that'll get you focused on God. And that's really, really important. So let's talk a little bit about your your personal life. You mentioned okay. your wife. Can you tell us yeah. about your family and where yeah. you're from? I have a beautiful wife. Her name is Luana. Uh, we've been married for 25 years. Whoop, whoop. And this year we're number 26. <laughs> Congratulations. And, um, we have two wonderful children. I have Kyra, who's my 14-year-old. And I have my son, who's KJ. And he is 12 years old. Most of you may remember KJ. KJ was actually the baby in the back of the truck in Courageous. He is my oh, real friend. Yes. Wow. And so that is my son. And uh, we live here in Albany, Georgia, and we've been living here for the last 16 years. I'm currently on staff at Sherwood as one of the pastors there on staff and uh, just doing a lot of traveling, speaking. And, and what I'm, my heart is really on is here in the community, because when I grew up, you know, my father wasn't there. And so I'm really attached with a lot of the young men here in our community, trying to help them live out the life that God has called them to. Well, and we're going to be talking about that today, about the, you know, the the father's absence and how that that's affecting children and affecting their spiritual life. But yeah. the movie Courageous was all about being a godly father. It yeah. really, that's the whole movie is about that. And, and fatherlessness has been named the most significant family or social problem facing America. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's the most significant ones. I mean, 
they say that you know, children from fatherless homes are four times greater or risk of poverty and seven times more likely to have, be pregnant as teenagers. Yeah. I knew this one, that it was twice as likely to drop out of high school. Yeah. I was so excited to tackle this with you, Ken, mm -hmm. because you have a perspective and you're passionate about it. Besides being a wonderful actor now and mm -hmm. a servant of God, I mean, it's really personal to you. What, what was it like? And our listeners want to know this. Is there moms, dads, Sunday school teachers, aunts and uncles? We have all children around us that we're mm -hmm. trying to influence for God. But like, what was it like living without a father? Yeah. And, and like we mentioned, you know, my dad was not there a, a large portion of my life. And without a father, I tried to seek acceptance everywhere else. That's why gangs mm. were so popular, because they offer a false love to young men and young women uh, to get attached to a group of people. And so as a young man, I, I just really wanted that, you know, hey, son, good job. Hey, son, man, you did a great. Hey, son, this is where God is leading you. Hey, son. Hey, how can I pray for you? I really like that in my in my childhood. And so I start seeking that in other places, trying to be accepted, trying to be, you know, and so that scarred me very, very deeply. And so, you know, doing courageous and doing fireproof, it just really helped me as a, as a man to grow and to be the man that God called me to be. Well, yeah, because you because we all want to belong. Yes. Like we all want to belong, but we have a heavenly father that is really he's the one that affirms us. But, exactly. you know, the father here on earth, if we don't have a good role model for that, it's really tough. I mean, right. right. And that father should be the person that is, he is representing the Lord. You know, he mm. is the person, the earthly person that is representing that godly relationship. And so when you are, when that is absent from your life, you have no perspective on who God is, what is love means. You know, we have mothers and mothers, listen, mothers, mm. my hats go off to mothers. They love deeply. I mean, my mother was always there for me. But there was just something when my father was not there, I was missing a whole lot. You know, people talk about this hole in a man's heart, this God-shaped hole in a man's heart that he's missing God, but also there's a hole when he's missing a father too. And so I felt that for a large portion of my life until I met so, Well, so I was going to say, so did you have other influential men in your life helped you fill that void? I mean, how did, how did you get to Jesus? You know, there's nothing that can replace a father, but God did send some men in my life, like my uncles who really encouraged me. They were great encouragements. You know, on my father's side, they tried to step in and fill that role. But of course, there's nothing like your father. And then when I accepted Christ in 1994, that just changed my life entirely. And God started putting me around other men, other men that showed me how to pray, how to treat my wife how to stay in the word. You know, I mean, these men were just phenomenal. And I still got men around me today that do that. But uh, God substitute, he says, hey, son, in the absence of an earthly father, hey, I'm your heavenly father. But in the absence of an earthly man to help you through this, I'm going to put some men in your life to do this. And so even today, I've got men in my life that help me to walk this road to be the man of God's called me to be. Backing up a second before, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to skip over how yeah. you came to Christ. Could yeah. you tell us how you did come to Christ and what, what was going on in your mind? Because we had you had gangs, you had, you had your, some acceptance yeah. going, uh, things yeah. going on. So tell us about that. Sure. I was uh, living in Jacksonville, teenager in Jacksonville. Like I mentioned, no father there. The world was just calling me, you know, and just trying to grab me, you know, and just, this is just for all parents. The world is trying to get your child's attention by yes. any means necessary. And, so, and that's what was happening. The world was trying to get my attention. And because I had no structure there, I went out and followed. 
And so at 17 years old, I knew I was going to be dead in jail on drugs. And at 17, uh, my mom signed me into the Marine Corps. Oh, wow. I joined the Marine Corps and I loved everything about it. But even though my location changed, my mind never changed and I was the same person. And so I started getting into a lot of trouble. One day, the trouble got to a point to where I thought about three things. I just I like to be very honest about this is. Number one, I thought about suicide and just ending it all because this mm. the pressure of the enemy, you know, when you do things and he's like, yeah, this is going to be so good. If you do this, it's going to be so good. And then when you get there, it's like, oh, your life is just a total mess. You might as well just end it all right now. And so suicide, running away. And I thought about the last thing I thought about was something that my mom always, and I tell parents, continue to stay on the wall and teach your children biblical truth. I remember what my mother said. She said, son, the day you hear the Lord's voice, don't harden your heart. And I knelt down in my room in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, and I said, God, if you're real, I need to hear your voice right now. And it wasn't an audible voice, but I could tell the very presence of God was right there in that room. And I got up from there and uh, I went to a Walmart parking lot, Corey. (laughs) I saw three guys in a parking lot and they said, do you know Jesus? And I said, I don't, but I need to. And I accepted Jesus Christ right there in that parking lot. Oh, my. I tell people you can get anything from Walmart. Even Jesus (laughs) is there. (laughs) So that's when I accepted Christ. That gave me chills. Wow. That is quite a quite a story. And God guided you all the way through that, even even to Walmart. Yes, that's right. That's right. (laughs) You know, the, the thing about it, Corey, is when you look at that story and you look at my life, God had a plan. He had a plan for me. And even through all my mess, he still had mercy on me and he showed me love. And so when those men walked up to me, I don't even know. I wish I could find them today and tell them, hey, man, you witnessed to me. But 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 he set all those things in motion just so that he could get my attention and say, Ken, I love you. You are my son and I want to have a relationship with you. And so it's been great. It's been great. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. My dad's in jail. Can I be mad or do I have to forgive him? As we're hearing from Ken, fathers play such an important role in the lives of their children. Their absence is felt deeply as evidenced by this child's question. The world would tell this child they have every right to be mad. We are privileged to tell this child about the healing power of forgiveness. We can pray with them for reconciliation with their father and point them to God, their good, good father, who is always with them and will never leave them. What if you learned about a a man's role in the family then, according to God? So you, you didn't have that, but you learned from the Bible. What is your take on that? Right. When you look at biblical manhood, there there are so many aspects of biblical manhood, but there are three that I normally kind of gravitate to. Of course, a protector. You see, uh, you know, in scripture, you see men protecting their families, whether it be spiritual or physical protection there. You also see a provider, somebody who is helping to provide for their families. But then the last thing is a prayer warrior. They are praying for their families. A lot of men, you know, they say those other P's, hey, protector, provider. But man, for a man that prays for his family and guides his family through prayer, that is a man that's after God's own heart. And so those are the three things that I really focus on when I'm looking at being a father and fathering my children and raising them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Oh, that's great. I love that, Ken. That is good stuff. I have all boys, so I'm real. I'm taking notes here. So <laughs> thinking back in the, in the culture, you know, we... 
you were in the entertainment business and that's a very, uh, not a very, um, what do you say, conducive to the, to the Bible. And we're in the public school and it's Bible isn't very welcome there as well. It's a mission field, both are mission fields. And when we think about the whole culture and how fatherlessness is a crisis, I mean, it's affecting our culture. I read this the other day, 85% of the youth in prison grew up without a father, 85%. And then the homeless, I guess the homeless and runaway children, 90% of them are from fatherless homes. So man, just all of us, I know in Deuteronomy 6, we talk about, you know, that the hero Israel, you know, mm-hmm. love the Lord your God with all your heart, yeah. mind and soul. And, but then we say, impress this upon your children. And I yeah. always say that he didn't yeah. say hero parents. He said, hero Israel. That's and right. it's our job as a community to make up for the fact that children don't have fathers or, or, or need it. And that's what I love about you can tell the children, our listeners, we all have children of influ- children in our circle of influence. That's and right. so I just was wondering how your experience with, with, father, with fatherlessness, yeah. how does that impact the way you even talk to kids around you? Not just your, your kids, but kids around you. And give us some tips on how to do that. And one of my heartbeats is... First and foremost, I, I need to disciple my children. That is my requirement as a father. I need to disciple my own family first. And so for my children, we're walking through scripture together. We're making sure we memorize scripture together, making sure, and we're walking through life together. And they're seeing me, you know, live out this life, uh, not just tell them about it, but actually walk it out. And so they'll do a number of serve events with me. They will We'll go back through the scripture. We'll say, hey, what did the pastor say about this point? What do you understand that to be? You know, what does salvation really mean? And so I am personally walking them through that phase in their lives for my son and my daughter. Now, one of the pieces that I'm probably most passionate about, I love doing the movies and uh, I love to see how the Lord is leading. But my passion is really out on the streets Um, Mm -hmm. on a day to day basis from 13 young men from 13 to 18. That's who we're after to try to pull them out of gangs, drugs, these other different types of things, and just to minister to them. And I have to disciple them. Now, Now, here's the thing, Corey, as the body of Christ, we hold the wisdom from the Lord to tell these young children so that they can have a relationship with God. And I believe that God is calling the church, not just everybody, he is calling the church to disciple, to go out, to talk to, to mentor, these young men and these young women to tell them about the Lord and to, to know what it means to have a relationship with him. And so on a daily basis, I'm doing that. And the way that I do that is I have to spend time with them. The mm. thing that we talk about the most people are like, well, we need to do a discipleship. We need to get this discipleship plan. Guess what? Discipleship is spending time with the Lord, allowing them to see you walk out this Christian life. Uh, so that they can see it and say, hey, you know, this guy that you know, I want to know him too. Wow. So if you had someone that said, hey, I have these kids in my life and they don't have fathers and I'm I'm a guy, you know, and, and in our in Bible to school, we say that men are 50,000 extra points mm-hmm. because kids crawl all over them. I mean, it's just so apparent. It yeah. really, really is. And you said you're in the, in the military and in the, in the Marines and my husband was in the in the Navy, mm-hmm. and uh, when he was out to sea, I mean, my boys would just if there was a man yeah. that came in, you know, friend or something that we saw, they would yeah. crawl all over him. And so, yeah. speak to the men out there who mm-hmm. have who can identify maybe the friends of their children or something. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 would you say to them? 
The first thing is I understand it's awkward, okay? Most of the guys, if they're not your children, it kind of feels awkward. You kind of feel this kind of barrier. Will they like me? Do they understand what I'm saying? Oh, I'm this old guy. But actually, that's what they're looking for. They're not looking for, hey, hey, you sit down and allow me to pour all this wisdom into you. <laughs> but, but they're looking for somebody that's going to like the things they like. Hey, do you like games? Hey, let me sit down and try this with you. Maybe you're not a pro at it. You know, I want to try this with you. Or, hey, do you play sports? Man, I'm going to come out and see you. You know, and so it starts by creating a relationship. When you create a relationship, it opens the door to be able to share wisdom with them, the godly wisdom with them. And so first you have to start the relationship. And I'm going to tell you, Corey, what I did, I went on Google and I Googled 100 questions that you can ask a teenager. And I put them in my <laughs> phone. And so when I meet teenagers on the street, you know, to make the conversation interesting, I'll usually go through those questions or one or two of them. And I shape them the way I want the conversation to go. But I know that sometimes it gets kind of awkward. And so I want to be prepared for that. And so I'll go out with these questions, but I will involve myself intentionally into their lives and be that sounding board for them. And so that helps to create the relationship because once I create the relationship, I'm able to speak truth into their lives. I love that. You are you're intentionally doing that. You Googled it for, for heaven's right. sake. Right. <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. Well, Ken, do you have any other resources that you would have for our listeners? We can put it on our show page. I know I want to I want to say the Courageous Legacy movie. I, I so enjoyed that. It came out in the fall, but you can get it. So you know, share what resources you would recommend. Yes. Besides Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love to tell people, first of all, your Bible. You need to read your Bible. Your Bible is the main authority of your lives. And so if you are not reading your Bible, pick up a Bible plan, read through the Psalms, read through the Proverbs, pick up a daily Bible, something where you can start reading and God can start pouring his heart out to you. And so that is the first and foremost. Secondly, the resolution for men, the book that came with Courageous is a fantastic guide for men. If you're just walking into fatherhood or if you are in fatherhood and you're struggling and saying, man, what's next? That is a great resource. And I would even recommend that resource for ladies to take a look at that. And so that is a great resource. And then also, you know, just the movie Courageous Legacy. We're coming out with some more resources for that as well. And so you can go on CourageousTheMovie.com and you'll be able to see those resources there also. Wow. Good stuff. Thank you so much, Ken. Thanks for this discussion on from your point of view is very, very helpful to us. And would you mind closing us in prayer? I would appreciate that. Absolutely. Father, I thank you for every person that's listening today, and I thank you for your grace and mercy. Father, we can all, all say that we have not done it perfectly, according to your word. God, we have seen areas in our life where we've slipped or we've said something, but God, would you please redeem the time? Show us through your word how we can love and respect our children, but at the same time, allow these children to, to grow into godly men and women who honor you and honor your word. Lord, we thank you for today's podcast. Lord, would you bless it many, many times over. Father, we thank you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Ken, one other thing. We, we wanted to talk, too, about the movie Show Me the Father. Yes. That's a document. Can you tell me what that is very quickly while we end here? Yes, yes. If you have not had a chance to watch the movie Show Me the Father, you need to watch it. It yes. is a lot of great uh, information, there, but it's these men that have these fatherhood wounds that are walking through life. And so it has good, has bad, a lot of crying 
and a very, very good surprise moment at the end. So you want to watch this movie. It is fantastic. Yes, that's another great resource. I took eight different people to see it and all of them connected differently with the movie and we're so blessed. So, but you are a blessing, Ken. Thank you for what you do and thank you for talking to us about fatherlessness, okay? Thank you for having me. God bless you. Take care. Wow, those stats Corey shared are heart-wrenching. But how awesome is it to hear firsthand from a man who is the exception to those stats? Ken's story reminds us that we have a heavenly father that pursues us and fills in our holes. There may be many absent biological fathers, but God is calling the church to disciple those children who do not have an earthly father leading them. Is there anyone in your life who is lacking a father figure? Who can you build a relationship with and disciple today? In your sphere of influence, who needs to hear the simple message that God has a plan for them and he loves them? This is the heart of the You Can Tell the Children podcast, equipping you to tell the children. Yes, you can. So to check out the resources mentioned in today's episode, head on over to BibleToSchool.com and click on our show notes. That's BibleTheNumberToSchool.com. And while you're there, fill out our Contact Us form to find out how you can get this life-changing ministry started at your local elementary school. Finally, don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And remember, you can tell the children. See you next week.